Hello there. Today we are going to talk about different seekers and pathways to God. One important thing I keep reminding and must keep reminding every reader is that I will talk about different religions, different types of science and history a lot more. And if you might not agree or might even feel strongly about it in favor or against it the view shared here then it's okay in any scenario only thing i would say is while you read this please think with an open mind relax take deep breaths keep a clear mind without any filters from our mind and please question it but with curiosity and eagerness instead of proving something that we think we know and that is the only truth be open to the world of possibilities then only we can evolve as said previously i am not a preacher or a teacher I am shunya which means zero nothing nobody it can only add value to anything when it merges with others or your thoughts thank you in last conversation we talked about what is god and how it is eternal and boundless we also discussed about how god is brahman or energy like an atom it is in everything and is everywhere one of the old indian sages adi shankara shankara in his theory of advaita vedanta spoke of, spoke about it as following brahma satyam jagatamithya jivo brahmiva napara this translated into english means god only is real the world is unreal the individual is none other than god the individual in this context means us us homo sapiens the human beings or every creation that we see all around us in essence like jesus said the kingdom of god is within you within us each and everyone has capability to attain god by remaining still here i'll share a quote from an enlightened being from india mumbai called maharaj Nisargadatta, the seeker, is he who is in search of himself. The self is near and the way to it is easy. All you need to do is do nothing. Stay open and quiet. That's all. Here are a few words 
from Paramahansa Yogananda on seeking God. The pathways to God may, may differ, may evolve as we go on to the journey to the seer. So today we are going to discuss types of seekers and their pathways to God and integration of all within each other. In one of the la- however the pathways to god may differ evolve as we go to the journey to the seer so today we are going to discuss types of seekers and their pathways to god and integration of all within each other in one of the last episodes we talked about three stages of any religion today we are going to discuss about types of seekers and pathways to god here are few words from parmahansa yogananda on seeking god the west has emphasized large temples of worship but there are few in which the worshipers are shown how god may be found in the east the emphasis has been on the development of man of god realization but they are in many cases inaccessible to spiritual seekers remaining in seclusion in remote and solitary abodes spiritual centers in which people may commune with god and teachers who can show people how to do so are both necessary how many one receives knowledge of god from a teacher who himself does not know god shri parmahansa go yogananda's guru impressed upon him the necessity of knowing the heavenly father before trying to tell others about him how grateful he felt to have receiving this training he himself truly communed with the god the lord must first be perceived in one's own bodily temple even seeker should daily discipline his thoughts and place on the altar of his soul the wild flowers of his devotion he who finds the god within will be able to feel his presence in every church mosque or temple he enters the above lines are from parmahamsa yogananda the god could be seeker from someone who has experienced the god for themselves who is speaking through their own experience otherwise it's a blind leading a blind this is this is the reason why i keep reiterating the message in this podcast that i am not a preacher or a teacher i am entitled i am not even entitled to teach i don't want to add any disturbance to this already disturbed world hence the only purpose of this medium is to plant seeds curiosities 
and give pathways to the enlightened being who has explained it better apologies for my voice today i am i've got bit of a flu swami vivekananda vivekananda described types of seeker as following there are four general types of of men the rational the emotional the mystical and the worker for each of this we must provide suitable forms of worship there comes the rational man who says i cannot for this form of worship give me physic uh, philosophical the rational that i can appreciate so the rational man is the rational philosophical worship then comes the worker he says i care not for the worship of the philosopher give me work to do for my fellow men so for him is provided work as the path of the worship as for the mystical and the emotional we have the respective modes of devotion all these men have in religion the element of their faith vedanta the compilation of eastern philosophy tells us that there are five main causes of suffering the first one not knowing who we are the second attachment clinging to things that are impermanent and having expectations third aversion trying to avoid things that are not real fourth identifying with the ego and creating a separate realities and fifth fear of death yoga the union of body mind soul and spirit is rediscovering who we are and returning to a life of joy bliss freedom vedanta recognizing that we have each our different personalities and preferences offers us the four four paths of yoga or set of spiritual practices to help us reach this goal in life we can act we can think we can feel or we can do nothing to act is karma yoga to think is the gyana yoga to feel or love is the bhakti yoga and to do nothing or uh, to do nothing completely is called the samadhi or the kriya yoga the final step of raja yoga and goal of all the yoga is the goal of all the yoga so the four pathways are bhakti karma kriya gyan love devotion action knowledge first we gonna talk about bhakti yoga the yoga of devotion this path appeals particularly to those of an emotional nature bhakti is the path of unconditional pure love devotion compassion and surrender to the divine bhakti is to be loved 
to be intoxicated with divine love it is the unity of being in love with love itself vedanta says to put the emphasis where it belongs on the divine self within each other we encounter through pay, through prayer worship and ritual we surrender ourselves to the divine channeling and transmuting emotions into unconditional love or devotion chanting or singing the praises seeing everyone through pure love or in a form of god a love seeker to remember and become one with the divine mohammed and saint francis of assisi are examples of the pathway of devotion next is gyana yoga the yoga of knowledge this appeals to intellect thinking type of people this involves attaining direct knowledge and union with the spirit the goal is to know the brahman the god beyond attributes the path of knowledge is the path of knowledge wisdom it introspection and contemplation it requires tremendous strength of will and intellect seeker uses his mind to inquire into its own nature we perceive the space inside and outside a glass as different just as we see ourselves as separate from om god gyana yoga leads the devotee to experience his unity with god directly by breaking the glass dissolving the veils of ignorance before practicing gyana yoga the aspirant needs to have integrated the lesson of other yogic paths the for, uh, for without selfness selflessness and love of god the strength of body and mind the search of self realization can become mere ideal and speculation the agyana yogi asks the heart the following questions and listens to the answer without judgment or evaluation through self inquiry who am i through negation or neti neti i am not this or or that mindfulness self introspection uh, self introspection meditation detachment the gyan yogi stops worrying about what is being seen but ask why am i seeing it buddha einstein and adi shankara are examples of path of knowledge next is karma yoga the yoga of action this suits the person of action it involves doing one's duty karma means action and karma yoga is performing action without attachment to the outcome it is the path of the selfless service you cease to identify with the ego and all action is seen as an offering to the divine karma yoga is the path of action service to others mindfulness and remembering 
the levels of our being being while fulfilling our actions or karma in the world through this path the heart is purified so egoism hatred jealousy selfishness and similar negative qualities vanish creating space for humanity pure love sympathy tolerance and compassion karma yoga is doing the right thing the process of achieving perfection in action it means following one's dharma the true purpose and accepting whatever comes without expectation of payment thanks or any recognition to achieve this it is helpful to keep your mind focused by repeating a mantra while engaged in any activity important for this is the right attitude motive and duty it's not what you do that counts it is the attitude towards it that counts it's not what you do that counts but your real motive behind it your motive must be pure your duty should should be towards the righteousness you will incur or demerit if you shun your duty try to do whatever you do whatever job you are doing well learn from everything without the expectations of the results so, secondly let go of the results the way to realize this truth is to constantly work towards work for work sake and let go of the results good or bad it is the desire for action that binds the individual it is the detachment from action that will dissolve the karmic seeds detachments from result also means detachment from the type of job itself there is no job that is inferior or superior to a different job don't be attached to your job be ready to give up your job if necessary see all as god or self do to others what you would like to be done to yourself love thy neighbor as thyself adopt adjust accommodate bear in bear insult bear injury unity in diversity we are parts of the same body practice humility and action beware of the power of fame name praise and censure in summary karma yoga is the path of the action service to others mindfulness and remembering the level, levels of our being while fulfilling our actions or karma in the world the outer world as compared to kriya yoga or raj yoga which is the opposite of karma yoga as it's about our inner action internal action through meditation examples of karma yogis are krishna moses and confucius confucius kriya yoga also known as raja yoga ashtanga yoga eight limbs of yoga the royal union path to samadhi where one reaches the state of nothingness and singularity through intense practice of meditation 
royal path to attain god good for the people with more intuitive feeling raja yoga is the compre- comprehensive method that emphasizes meditation while en- encompassing the whole of yoga all parts of yoga it directly deals with encountering and transcending through the mind examples of kriya yogis are laudsu lahari mashai maharaj yukteswar giri paramahansa yogananda it is often considered the strongest path of a seeker and in one of the best book compiled by the great sage patanjali maharishi in the yoga sutras the eight limbs are a progressive series of steps or discipline which purify the body and the mind ultimately leading the yogi to enlightenment he has unfolded clear simple techniques on how to attain god i would recommend everyone to just google yoga sutras by patanjali yoga means union and sutras are like formulas so in the history of mankind this great being has written down exact exact steps to follow in order to attain god he breaks it down in eight steps which are yama niyama asana pranayama pratyahara dharana dhyana samadhi yama means abstaining from harming others through wrong doing including non-violence truthfulness non-stealing non-wasting our energy abstaining from greed or hoarding niyama principles for our own daily lives including purity or cleanliness contaminant uh, discipline study devotion asana which means posture pranayama mastering the life forces the breathing the breathing forces within us pratyahara which is in inner reflection converting your focuses of your five senses from outwards to inwards dharana focused concentration dhyana meditation samadhi the freedom the liberation the enlightenment the god experience in essence raja yoga is a systematic process of molding our character into the life to the experience of enlightenment it combines all the yogas together to become one with god i am planning to do a four part series of the four chapters of yoga sutras by maharshi patanjali describing the details around the techniques and ways to god from an ancient book written in sanskrit um, more than 2500 years ago so in summary the god krishna says in bhagavad gita whatever path man travel is my path no matter where they walk it leads to me in the same way all these four paths eventually leads 
to the same result we should look beyond the differences to realize the merits of all parts we might have an inclination towards one but we need, must learn to integrate all of them together when we read the spiritual writings of many faiths we find they have a similar ring to them the same sense of awe and wonder the same sense of experiencing something so overwhelming that it defines our ability to describe it in mere language one of my personal observation on this topic is people who are bhakti yogi or are also karma yogi as devotion and action goes hand in hand on the other side gyan yogi and kriya yogi which intellect and introspection through meditation goes together but this is just a personal opinion integration it is popular these days for teachers or institution to develop some approach to yoga that synthesizes or integrate integrates this four path along with the aspects of hatha yoga however this could be misleading in that they were never really divided in the first place it is not a matter of pasting uh, pasting together separate units rather they are all a part of whole which is called yoga virtually all people have predisposition towards one or the other and will nature naturally want to emphasize those practices we can't abandon the others while it is definitely true that we can have a have a inclining towards one or the another four parts of yoga however we cannot really avoid or abandon the others jnana yoga while jnana yoga deals with knowledge wisdom introspection and contemplation everybody has a mind and at some point we will need to examine it wherein quite reflection naturally would come all people will experience emotions such as love compassion and devotion at the points of journey hence bhakti yoga which is the one of the four parts of uh, the four pathways to god will automatically happen karma yoga for example nobody can live in a body and live the world without doing any action even a re renunciate living in the himalayan cave has to do some form of action and thus some degree of karma yoga is also essential raja yoga everybody will become still and quiet from sadhana or spiritual practices they will naturally encounter and deal with attractions and aversions and will meditate thus touching on raja yoga so it's the union of this four yogas that will help us attain god each on its own will lack and will keep us away from oneness with god now i'm going to share a story from sadguru talking about the four yogis
So now the story from Sadguru himself about the four yogis. There are four ways to become meditative. So you can use the body to reach your ultimate nature. This is called karma yoga. If you use your intelligence to reach your ultimate nature, we call this gnana yoga. If you use your emotion to reach your ultimate nature, we call this bhakti yoga, yoga of emotion or devotion. If you use or transform your inner energies to reach your ultimate nature, we call this kriya yoga. On a certain day, these four yogis, all of them are taking a walk together. Usually they can never be together because they can never get along. Because people who follow the path of intelligence or intellect, they have great disdain for others. They think everybody else is a nutcase. Devotional people, they have pity for all the other people. They're missing everything. Karma yogis, these are people of action. They think everybody is weaving all kinds of philosophies to hide their laziness. Kriya yogis have absolute disdain for everybody. Because after all, the whole existence is energy. If you do not transform your energies, what? So these four people cannot get along. But today, all of them taking a walk together. Suddenly, a thunderstorm broke loose. Big rain and wind. They started running, looking for shelter. The man of devotion said, in this direction, there's an ancient temple. Let's go there. He knows the geography of temples, so they all ran there. Then they saw a temple where the walls had collapsed long ago. Four columns and a roof. Underneath that, in the center, there was a deity, an image of God. They all ran to the temple. Then the storm became more and more severe. It started lashing from every direction. To avoid this, they hugged the deity. All four of them hugged the deity. Not because they have fallen in love with God. Just to escape the rain. And suddenly God appeared. In all their four minds, the same question. Oh, why now? We did so much yoga, so much devotion, so much worship. You didn't come. Now we are just escaping the rain. Why have you come? God said, I have been waiting. At last you four idiots got together. So these four have to get together. Then you become meditative. So I hope you enjoyed that lovely story by Sadhguru. So, next is, how do we choose a path? As I said, all the union, the union of the four yogas important, but we will all, as a human being, we'll have a natural inclination towards something. So, along with the companion aspects of yoga, it is extremely useful to be mindful of which of the four parts of yoga is most alignment with your own predispositions. By identifying that path, it can be emphasized in life and the others can be wisely, lovingly used to enhance the chosen path of yoga. Yoga enables man to perceive the truth in all the religions. The Ten Commandments are preached 
in various words in every religion but the two great commandments are those emphasized by Jesus love the lord thy god with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and thou shall love thy neighbor as thyself loving god with all my mind means withdrawing one's attention from the senses and giving it to god giving him one's whole concentration in meditation every seeker of god must learn to concentrate a prayer that one utters while at the same thinking of the other other things in the background of the mind is not a true prayer and unheeded by god yoga teaches that in order to find the father it is first necessary to seek him with all of one's mind with concentration that is one pointed towards the divine in future talks we will discuss patanjali's techniques for union with god current schools and the education system finding the gurus and much more on how we can progress in our journey to the seer of enlightened beings is is quite key so it's quite important that we read the books and insights for ourselves and get the source books which is closer to the truth and specially written by the enlightened beings themselves the blind cannot lead the blind by parmahansa yogananda the unity of spirit is demonstrated in great men those with god realization the blind cannot lead the blind only a master one who knows god may rightly teach others about him to regain one's divinity one must have such a master or guru he who faithfully follows a true guru becomes like him for the guru helps to elevate the disciple to his own level of realization when i found found my guru swami shri yukteswar ji i made up my mind to follow this example to place god alone on the altar of my heart and share him with the others that's the end of the message i would like to thank my family swami vivekananda Krishna Vedvyasa Christ Prophet Muhammad Buddha Sadguru and some of the excerpts in today's topic were also taken from Swami Shivananda Deepak Chopra Swami J Raghavanand all faith unitarian congregation so thank you all for allowing me to share this knowledge I would like to thank creators of this platform for creating such a great place for non-creators like me to get inspired 
most importantly i would like to thank all the readers of the talk good night and good luck